Hi, this is Taste Buds, and I'm your buddy, Corey. This episode of Taste Buds is brought to you by Foodora, Canada's number one food delivery app. Foodora connects you to amazing food through their mix of cyclists and drivers. They've partnered with thousands of your favorite restaurants, so they've always got the meals you love, the ones you've been dying to try, and even the food you didn't know existed. Round up your buds and try something new. You'll get $12 off your first order when you use the promo code TASTEBUDS. Tonight, Monty Juan is keeping his restaurant open after hours for us. The restaurant is Khao San Road. And along with his other restaurant, Nana, Monty is famous for bringing real Thai food, sour, spicy, stinging, funky fermented stuff into the mouths of diners who were maybe more used to pad thai made with ketchup and peanut butter. Trying to get customers to appreciate real Thai flavors is an ongoing headache for Monty. My other hot-headed guest, David Ginsburg, has been losing his mind since a trendy charcoal ice cream place opened just a few doors down from his coffee and ice cream shop, The White Squirrel. I'm going to wind him up a bit about that, and I don't think it's going to be very difficult. And then there's Hassel Aviles, who, in my opinion, has been shafted by the food community in this city. Hassel has made major contributions to the local food scene. She launched the Toronto Underground Market, where entrepreneurs could try out their restaurant concepts without risking their life savings. And I feel like she's never really gotten her due credit for any of that stuff, including the successful business that grew out of it, which her ex-husband now runs. So maybe she's ready to talk about that. And while they don't usually speak about these things publicly, they all have fierce opinions about the impact on restaurants of Instagram, Uber Eats, and picky customers who maybe have fake allergies. Let's dig in. Jesse, bring the food. <gasps> What's this? this is papaya salad? That's a papaya salad? Papaya salad. papaya salad. There's a certain funkiness that you're going to find in this papaya salad. Love it. It's also extremely spicy. Can you tell us what this is? So purple fried rice. Shrimp paste has a purple hue to it. Shallots, cucumber, mango, sweet pork, lime, raw long bean, egg, and uh, Chinese-style sausage fried. Are you meant to mix it? Basically toss it all up. What you got? So this is the fried chicken. And so it has like a toasted rice that gives like a a nutty kind of popcorn flavor to it. There's lime, there's acid from like fresh shallots, there's mint, there's cilantro in there. It's chili, there's tons of flavor. I put extra uh, skins in there for more crunch. I need a beer. It's fucking great. It's great chicken. I like to eat fried chicken. Fried chicken's good for you. Fried chicken's good for Everybody says to me, you look like you lost some weight. I said, it must be the fried chicken. The first time I took my daughters to Stockyards, mm-hmm. um, they were like five and three. And it was one of the first times my daughter had had fried chicken. And she <laughs> took a couple bites and then turned to me and she was like, Mommy, this is better than ice cream. <laughs> Smart girl. And I went right up to the owner. I was like, I just want to tell you what my daughter just said. <laughs> She's so oh, blown away by your fried chicken. Yeah, totally. It was amazing. This is also delicious. I know you explained this chicken before, but then I dipped it in the sauce on my left. Thai sriracha. Thai sriracha. Which is different from California sriracha? Yeah. How's that? Well, that one's like garlic and spice. The American one is? Yeah. This one has um, more sour notes to it. Okay. A little bit sweeter as well. They call it sriracha? Well, it's from the sriracha region of Thailand. Oh, okay. So the American sriracha 
the stuff from Long Beach or wherever it's from is a ripoff of this? Basically, yeah. Yeah. I love the shrimp paste. Good, eh? Yeah. It's really tasty. Super funky. All right, I gotta get it this. Yeah, I want some of This papaya salad here. This looks great. Remember, Monty, when I wrote about your restaurant's partnership with Uber Eats? Yep. And you were sort of testing a bunch of recipes yep. to see kind of what held up under the packaging because it's got to, you know, it's got to be delivered. You're talking about Uber, original Uber Eats? Original Uber Eats, when their, con when their concept was your business is going to make five something in the morning and we're going to do our best to pre-sell it. And basically cars are going to be driving around the city with all this food that's already cooked and then people can just bing on their phone and say, you can have any of these dishes and we have a car near you. So five minutes later, we'll drop it off. It's already cooked. It's fresh. We got algorithms working, you know, up the wazoo. And then, eh, I don't know if that wasn't profitable or if it was never meant to be profitable or what, but either way, that's not the way to do business now. Now it's essentially, you can order from restaurants and we'll pick it up for you. It's gonna take 45 minutes by which we mean. It's more traditional delivery. Yeah. It's you can get anything, but it's going to be an hour. It makes more sense. You don't want food that's been sitting in a car for two hours. We did like uh, 300 burgers, first wave at 10, next wave at 11, get ready for service. By the way, I don't understand how a burger could survive that any weight whatsoever. We burger tested them the same way. They weren't as good, but they were good enough, I guess. But not the fries. There were no fries. There Mayonnaise on the side. We can't deliver fries and keep them exactly. crispy. There's almost no food that is as good delivered as it is when you see him. But people don't yeah, care. Do you know Alex at uh, Smoke and Bones? Yep, I know Alex. So he, he wouldn't serve his fries for delivery. He refused to. Fair. And then he realized at one point, like somebody's fuck like- Fuck it. People don't care. Fuck it, yeah, because they I'm understand the that what the fries they receive yeah. are gonna be shitty it's and they're okay with that. They're so stoned they don't know. Those people have never left their homes. They only know from soggy fries. Yeah. These are the best soggy fries I've ever had. David, have you ever heard the expression the customer is always right? Yeah. That's it. God bless them. Let them have their soggy fries. You know, in the coffee business at the beginning when everybody was snobby about it, people wouldn't serve espresso to go. If you want an espresso to go. It changed. Take an espresso to go. Pretty quickly that changed. Take an espresso to go. I'm, so. I'm happy to have your money. You're happy to have my coffee. If it doesn't taste as good as it would have, oh well. Right. You're not concerned about how that will represent your brand. product brand. I love that you said brand. This person is happy to have their espresso to go. Mm -hmm. Let them be happy. Well, I don't think our job is to teach people. No, I agree with you. I still want to do what I want to do. Yeah, you can do what you want to do. So Kaosan Road has a very flexible menu. Vegan, gluten-free, adjust recipes, all that, whatever you want. You don't like cilantro, we can omit it all, everything. Whatever you want, we'll take care of you. Except for over time, we started introducing some menu items that we won't alter. We're like, you know what? This dish is supposed to be this way. Right. We're not gonna let you touch that Take one. it or leave it. When I opened Nana, I entirely went that with my with my menu. Take it or leave it. Yep. I'm gonna be the first to say this papaya salad is extremely spicy. My head is glistening with sweat. I love spicy food. Okay, Monty, but you don't do substitutions uh, and you also will not tone down the spice. What about when people have allergies? Toned or a different dish? I love that. Or go to a different restaurant? Yeah. We just tell them no. So look, look, in my experience, when I cooked in restaurants, we got a ticket in the kitchen. It said extreme, not allergy, shellfish, whatever. And the direction that I got from my boss, my chef, was stop what you're doing. You're on this dish. Take a cutting board that's already cleaned. Clean it again. Wipe it down. Set up a station. And really? that's how serious we, we took it. 
And I don't think at the time we were dealing with people who came in pretending to have food allergies because they just didn't want to eat certain things or they were on a diet. Yeah, I, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change them. I don't really care. Taste Buds is brought to you by Foodora, Canada's number one food delivery app. Friends, let me tell you about the art of the pickup. And no, I'm not talking about pickup artists, those creeps who wear silly hats and insult women in bars. No, I'm talking about the fine art of picking up your orders from restaurants, which Foodora, Canada's number one food app, makes stupid easy. Here's how it works. You place your order through Foodora's app or online at foodora.ca. And then you head over to the restaurant of your choosing, and this is the good part, inside that restaurant, you're met with the nightmare of people lined up waiting for their takeout orders, like dogs. But friend, you breeze past that line. You pick up that bag on the counter, which literally has your name on it. You spin around and head toward the door. And on your way out, you pass that queue of diners and slow down and wave a mocking salute saying, so long suckers, enjoy wasting your life standing in line like schmucks while I go eat this delicious pad thai in the comfort of my own home. Or at least that's what you think. With the time you'll save, you might cure some horrible disease or even write the next Harry Potter. While those dum-dums are missing out on precious moments like seeing their child take their first steps, those moments never come back. Download the Foodora app and order food you love. And even better, if you're a first-time user, you can use the promo code TASTEBUDS and save $12 off that first order. Do you serve this this spicy atlanta? Uh, the, our papaya salad? Yes. That's spicy, man. Salad. Like, I don't think most people can eat that. No. Well, I, it's surprising. People are getting better with the spice. I think it's delicious. It's just hot as shit. He's not having a hard time. I'll concede that I'm having a hard time. May I have a napkin to my, wipe my forehead? Corey, maybe take a break from the papaya salad. But it's so good. <laughs> I like these fermented funky crabs too. That's the thing with papaya salad, it's so good and then you just kind of want to eat it. But you need to eat it fast because if you eat it slow, it hurts a lot more. It oh, hurts yeah. a lot more. You just need more. to like. So you got to chug. Yeah. Keep eating. Like and then put some rice in your mouth. This is Instagrammable, man. It's beautiful. Is Instagram, is it ruining restaurants? Like, are people designing food or restaurants that's just meant to be photographed instead of eaten? If they are, they're crazy. Yes, the answer is yes. No. No. I completely disagree. With which? That Instagram is ruining food. It's definitely hurting business. The prettier food will, will uh, they, win they put the over mine. It's ruining culture, our, our society. There's no doubt about well, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna see it There's no doubt about that. It's ruining our society, but it's... it's yeah, why do you say that? Is that just because you're older because, and you're not no, 21? Because, because what's happening two doors away from my shop is incredibly foolish day after day. It's one example of people lining up like coming from far and wide to get a photo of their black and purple ice cream. It's, it's bananas. Last week I was on my bike and I was riding along Queen just near where your coffee shop is. And I saw this woman standing on the street with this like shocked, frightened look on her face. Like, you know, like she was looking for a cop or something, like she'd been mugged or something. And one of her hands was covered in what looked like black paint. She was like really alarmed, you know? And then I saw on the other hand was the charcoal ice cream. And she was just, I guess, upset that she had gotten what she bought and paid for, which was 
this gimmicky charcoal thing that I guess she tried to take. But in the time it took her to take a picture, it had melted in her hand. And she was like, what am I doing with this? And then she came in and used my bathroom <laughs> to wash herself up. Is there a line up there every day? Seems like, yeah. So there's nothing you can do to stem the tide, like the common sense tide. Like, hey, people, this thing, it doesn't actually taste good. It's, it's health benefits or... I don't know. There's no common sense. People don't have common sense. You know, whether it's the unicorn frappuccino or the charcoal ice cream, like in my neighborhood, it's the, um, the churro cone. And people will line up for them and take a picture of them and then eat half of them and throw it away. The, tr the cone can't actually support the weight of the ice cream. Of course not, because it's a churro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Chile. I'm Chilena. Like, churros for me were, like, my first donut. I'm from North York, so it's a churro. I was in L.A. for the week. I uh, went for a wedding and um, donuts. Los Angeles. It's a donut town. You were away? Yeah. And did you say you ate a lot of donuts? I love donuts, and that is like, that is for some reason a town that has independent donut shops. Like, they don't, like America, Dunkin' Donuts. Canada, Tim Hortons. LA, just mom and pops. They make their own. We stopped in Santa Barbara. We go to this town. We had these tacos, unbelievable tacos. Yeast-style donut, and I got an old-fashioned, $2. A dollar each for your homemade donuts that were still fresh and delicious. Big, you know, inch-thick donut that doesn't, you know, like in Toronto, people make these giant donuts, but they're just, sorry, no disrespect, but like, they're, they get gummy. They try to bedazzle them, gluing chicken and waffles and sprinkles, to, like all these like needless frills instead of just making an actual good tasting donut. There was no donut. bacon on that donut. There was no bacon. We went to another place in maybe Venice Beach that had bacon and nonsense stuff on it. So what's your favorite donut here in Toronto? We live across the street from Krispy Kreme. No, that's yeah. not your answer. It's a pretty yeah. solid donut. I'm sorry, Glory Hole Donuts, but Krispy Kreme's is my favorite donut. Hell no. If you have it just plain, it's so greasy, it's gross. Get it without the, the, the sugar glaze, is gross. But actually, like, it's a great donut. It's hot, it's fresh, it's chewy. It's simple. They're not putting a lot of crap in there, so it's reasonable that it's a good donut. I got no problem with that. I hate Krispy Kreme. You're anti Krispy Kreme. Oh, disgusting. Couldn't pay me to eat that. They're awful. Are you a donut person? I am. Do you like cake style or yeast style? Not cake, yeast style. Can we have the desserts? <laughs> Priorities! Wait, are these rotis desserts? Yeah. So Thai roti is dessert. What? What's going on? I don't think we know what's what, though. Is that okay? So it's like um, like almost like a paratha-style roti. So this is this is like regular milk roti. This is banana roti. Sure. This is special roti, and this is special banana What's roti. Special, special is like, that's the game I play with my customers. I won't tell them. <laughs> and just like, if you don't want it, you don't have to get it. Order something special else. Special doesn't have bananas unless it's special no. with banana. If you tell me your allergies, I can at least advise that I won't kill you because. What is that? What did you just bring to the table? Some kind of jizzy sauce for the roti here? Did you say jizzy yeah, sauce? Yeah, did you really Maybe just say jizzy sauce? What is it called? Condensed this milk. This is what happens. When too many bros get together? Too many bros in this industry. I love you guys, but it's just too much. We'll cut that. It's just so gonna, inappropriate. I love you, Corey. I apologize for myself and my gender. It's okay, I'm used to it. 
I am sorry, and I feel like a bozo. And I know that you are used to that, and sorry about that too. It sucks that you're used to it. Maybe instead of making an ass out of myself and perpetuating this bro culture that we're talking about in food, uh, I should be asking you about it specifically because I know that you have definitely experienced sexism in the restaurant business. Can we, like, can we talk about what happened with La Carnita? Is that problematic for you? No, I have no problem. I'm very proud of what I created. I was the co-founder of La Carnita. Yeah. Um, that was our project. We started that from scratch. That was impressive. Um, I was very definitely impressive. a fundamental part of that coming to life. Um, and unfortunately, my ex gets all the credit, but that's okay. <laughs> He's a man, and I'm a woman, and I hate to say it, but yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean, all the credit. yeah all. Very like not even a mention of you on that ever that idea was our idea we went to san francisco together we conceived of that idea together mm. and then toronto underground market was made to launch la carnita really and it not just worked for la carnita it worked for dozens of other businesses you helped a, a lot of people i mean a lot of successful businesses had i been a more there. ruthless greedy business person i would have turned it into a real accelerator program like y combinator <laughs> in the states and taken equity and it actually be a formal accelerator program because it was it was an incubation you space you could have been like shark tank for food 100 percent. i was doing that before it was a thing it's almost one o'clock Monty, all your cooks have gone home. I've seen them all walk out through the door, and now somebody is putting chairs on the table, and I think it's time to call it a night. Thank you for dinner, Monty. Thank you all. I know it's late. That was delicious. It really was. It was. Really was. Really delicious. Thanks, buds. <laughs> This episode of Taste Buds was produced by Jesse Brown. Sound design and mixing by Chandra Bullockon. Canada Land's managing editor is Kevin Sexton. Theme music by Nathan Burley. And I'm your host, Corey Mintz. We are having a great time making Taste Buds. We've got five episodes for you in our first season, and we would love to do a second season. I'm already hearing from people about all the kinds of restaurant stories they'd like us to tell. If you like the show and want to hear more, tell your people, tell your crew, tell your cats. Rate us, review us, call our moms, tell us we're good. It really makes a difference. We're on Twitter and Instagram as T-Buds Podcast, where you'll find bonus content like pics and original art from the shows. In the meantime, buds, join me here again next week. Same bud time, same bud channel. A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's gonna get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.